0: So you spent over a hundred thousand dollars on health hacks. What did you learn throughout that journey?
1: I had never gone through a serious health problem. Mm. Like my whole life I was totally fine, never had any issues. Dude, one day I got like so sick. I went to a doctor. The doctor doesn't know what I have. Then I go to a different doctor. The doctor doesn't know what I have. And eventually I go to this doctor. I forget this guy's title. His diseases of unknown origin. <laughs> I, at some point I got up to like sixty-three pills. Yeah. And so I was at a hundred million, right? Which was where we met. Yeah. And Gary was at the Miami one, and he's like, "Hey, you should check out this thing called BP157. It's a you know specific peptide." And he just gave me that little tidbit of information, right? But then I really dove into peptides, right. and have access to the best doctors in the world. And my doctor in January, I tell him. Like, Like, hey, I'm taking these digestive enzymes, I start taking these peptides, here's why I take them. And he's like, well, Dan, I've never heard about any of these things that you're doing, but if it's working for you, you should definitely keep doing it.
0: Welcome back to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. I'm with my co-host, Wayne Lewis. What up, what up? And our guest today, Dan Novias. How's it going? Man. What's up,
1: guys? Thanks for having me. Dan, Absolutely. Man. Yeah. It's in the building. Nice to meet you guys. Well, so actually, we, met at nice
0: meet a, we met at a mastermind. We did. Three, four years ago. Yeah. We bonded over getting
1: sim hacked together. <laughs> bonded yes. over sim hacked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, once you get sim hacked, he you, does you know, create a special bond, you yeah. know, for other <laughs> sim yeah. people.
2: Trauma bond. His was it's worse. Yeah. He it's lost tra- money.
1: Wow. And then yeah, and then, you know, it's happened twice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it happened twice back in the day, and then so now it's like you you protect your phone number and yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we did lose, did learned a lot in the first lesson, mm-hmm. you know, around it. Uh, it was actually a crazy story because at the time, uh, you know, we knew that that was potentially going to happen, right. um, so we were we were cautious about it. But these guys are so clever, um, and it was kind of before um, there was a, a a guy that got hit in the for like twenty five million at, yeah. the, at the time. But they went through this like flow through Gemini, mm-hmm. and it was a very specific flow that you didn't need to go through a two factor. Right, and so you know the guys were able to liquidate the account, and it was like you know it's like forty k or something like that, mm-hmm. and. Um, I was like, it's impossible that they were able to go through this two factor because it wasn't tied to a phone number, you yeah. know. Um, but they did SIM hack me to get into the account in the first place, and so then basically uh, I get a call from the CTO of Gemini at the time, yeah. you know, and they're like, hey, this only happened to six people in the entire platform. Please don't talk to anyone about it or whatever. And this is like six years ago, so please if, don't know, talk to anyone about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but they covered it. Yeah, <laughs> so they, they were, did a solid. So you know, they Gemini just paid has, you guys off. They did it because it was like a flow in their system, and you know, I, it's still like the SimHack hack sucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, dealing with that, and like you know, we've taken a lot of other precautions now on that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they did cover it because it was such a unique flow, and right. it was like not our, you know, issue. Wasn't your fault. Yeah, yeah making the an announcement yeah. like that, you can you can kill a whole company. They're yeah. public, right? Yeah. So the yeah. stock would yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, and again, this happened like five or six years ago. They yeah. hadn't even, it's just starting. So, talk to me about Mode. That's your phone company, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, background is, you know, we created this software um, that, uh, you know, we start out as an app and we basically take everything someone does um, on a given day and reward them for it. And we had this whole thesis that, you know, people spend 40 hours a week on their phone. Mm-hmm. It's pretty right? big, too. Um, looks like an iPhone, almost. Yeah, yeah. it's a six-and-a-half-inch screen, 128 gig. Um, and we built the nice. software that basically, you know, rewards you for everything you do. Thus far, we've been able to help consumers save mm-hmm. uh, and earn about $150 million, right? right. And, um, you know, the underlying thesis is that, you know, your attention is, I mean, if you're spending an entire work week on this device, you right. can create... You know, a lot of value. Today, there's about a billion iPhones in the world, Mm and there's seven billion smartphones in the world. So there's six billion people using Android, Mm -hmm. most of which uh, tend to be more budget conscious. Right. And so, basically, we call it earn phone. I see it as kind of like you know, the evolution of what happened from TV to smart TV, Mm -hmm. right? And so we see like the evolution from smartphone to a new category called earn phone. It's not for every person, right? Mm -hmm. Not not every person to do that, but um, you know, we can create a lot of value back to these people, and they Mm -hmm. you know get. You know, rewards and earn from everything that's so need. how do they
2: gain rewards and is the money are they actually getting real money? Or yeah. is
1: it is paid in crypto? No, it's paid it like, in real money, so it's uh, like a real, you know, revenue generating business. Okay. Um, you know, we we started out as an app, we have over two point nine million reviews mm-hmm. in the Play wow. Store. Over forty million people have, you know, wow. around the world have downloaded this product. Forty
2: million people? Yeah, over What's your oh, biggest man. countries.
1: Yeah. Uh US is our most uh most revenue um oh. Uh, inter- we have a lot of people interested in international. Ironically, like, I just got a ping from my team like three hours ago, and last night someone tweeted at like 9 p.m. Uh, From Argentina, it's like, hey, I just got paid to to play music. And the tweet caught, and it's at like 3 million retweets or something. Mm -hmm. So we just had this surge of Argentinians. Like, there's like 60,000 people in the last 12 hours that downloaded the product. Um, And so it just kind of shows like, there's a, and you think about what's happening in Argentina Mm -hmm. right now with inflation. I mean, and and the thing is, like, we provide the services that people are going to do anyway. So we give them free music. Uh, free streaming. Uh, we work with a lot of the biggest game companies, so like you know, a Candy Crush or yeah. whatever. And what we do to align incentive in the model is, you know, these companies, whether it's a financial service company, whether it's a game, they want to create um, alignment with the user. They want to create habits. So instead of us paying the user just to download an app, we reward the user per minute they play that game. Mm, and so wow. that basically creates great retention. And then you could give. Uh, higher rewards when they do an in-app purchase or something mm-hmm. for like a bank account. Like we were one of the biggest affiliates last year for a lot of crypto exchanges. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically, Voyager was one of my largest customers, <laughs> and uh, so we're dealing with that um, that whole suit. But we're going to get some money back. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, and, but you know, we work with a lot of the neo banks, yeah. and the way we will align value with the customer is like, hey, you have an account at Chase or whatever, but if you open an account at you know Stash or Chime or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they may be willing to pay two hundred dollars if you deposit fifty dollars in that account, mm. and so then we'll share that revenue back with the user. Mm. Wow. And so basically, it's about creating alignment mm. on every facet yeah. of your life. Wow. Um, so what
2: is the cost per minute that they're playing? Like, what, what are you guys planning in per minute? That they
1: it varies on the game. I mean, every game has a different rate, so we <laughs> pay a different rate. But that also, it's like the higher you pay, the more users you're going to get as right. a as an advertiser. Oh, that's crazy. And then the lower it is, and then the users just choose. Yeah. The thing is, like, there's so many opportunities for the user. But you know, if you think about your attention and attention. Mm-hmm. Your attention is the most important thing you have. Yeah. I mean, there's 164 hours a week. Average lifetime is like 32,000 days. Right. If you do the math of the amount of time that you spend on your phone mm-hmm. at 40 hours a week, the average person today, especially like the, even it's getting worse on the younger generation, it's 16 years of waking hours. So if you never slept for 16 hours, that's how much time you're spending in front of that phone. Ooh. And it's only going up, right? Mm. So fundamentally, Um, you know, like kind of the business model that we're going after is like, while we made this phone and this phone is, you know, at Best Buy and Walmart, um, I'm not really in the business to be a hardware business. We're a software company and Mm -hmm. we just created what we call earn OS on top of this. And now what we're doing is we're licensing this tech similar to what Roku does. So if you think about the Roku business model, that's created, you know, a multi, you know, 10 Mm -hmm. plus billion dollar company is they'll work with like a TCL or a CA, like a TV manufacturer the license, the Roku tech, mm-hmm. to the the TV maker mm-hmm. and where that money is being made and why you see companies that had TVs that were $1,000, now they're $99. Now there's a new company from the co-founder of Pluto mm-hmm. that just got like 100,000 times for a free TV. It's because wow. all the money mm-hmm. on those TVs, these 50-inch TVs, is made from the advertising and the data analytics, right? So what we're doing is essentially allowing other phone companies and carriers to launch their own earn phones. So it's like, think about Samsung earn phone, Blue earned phone. And so that's kind of like what I see as a new category in the space. And I think it's yeah. an, a trillion-dollar market because yeah. it's much broader. broader. And,
2: and you can cross over into people watching shows for like earn a watch tv just we do general. that already
1: yeah, we reward them to watch video we reward them to charge their phone unlock their phone bro that's watch.
2: crazy yeah. Are you serious? so yeah
1: so if i plug this in i mean you can't see it here but yeah if you plug this in it'll literally reward you to charge the device bro. so basically we take every habit that people mm-hmm. have and so what's interesting is like right now it's mostly android but i don't know if you guys have seen like what's happening with apple so the eu uh sometimes, like you know, as a as a capitalist, you're like you know I don't necessarily like the things that you do because you're like it hurts business. But in this case, you know, I it's like very helpful where they were like, hey Apple, you have this like um, umbrella that you're creating and like you, it's not a fair market. So now they're having to open up the uh, iPhone or the the iOS, and uh, starting next year they have to unlock a lot of components of the iPhone. Really. And so then we should you know pending once that happens, we should be able then to be able will allow. Uh, iPhone users to turn their iPhones into earned phones, basically. So then it unlocks the entire market, and obviously, Um, you know, the iOS market is a much more uh, broad, you know, know, generally kind of like a a tier one market in that sense. So we're really excited about it, and because there's seven billion phones versus 700 million households with TV, it's a 10X the market, you know, and it's a hundred billion dollar market. So they're
2: changing the dynamic and creating more addiction. Makes sense because people are on their phones so long, (laughs) right? Yeah, why not? They're going going to be on your phone, on their phones even more now because there's more of an incentive. Well, at least they're making money now instead of just scrolling. Yeah, Yeah,
1: you're giving back. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're facilitating thousands of dollars mm. back in people's pockets, that creates, especially if you think about like you know the the people that need it most generally are who we focus on now but we're kind of moving upstream what we see is like we're kind of moving into now like more middle income households and beyond especially in the economy that we're in today right, right? you know we're generally like you know people are struggling there's inflation there's all these things and uh you know we basically teach people how to earn and save and earn hacks and you know we have a lot of hacks and yeah. you know that we've been a part that of is, and that so. is
0: sick I want to get right, into, that, yeah, that's, that's into health hacks now. Yeah, health hacks. So, I have a so you spent those. over $100,000 on health hacks. What did you learn throughout that journey?
1: Yeah, so I mean, so I mean, I'll mean, i give you background. So, you know, and I think that's why we related when we first met. You know, uh, just like you, you know, I've been doing entrepreneurial things ever since I was a teenager, right? Mm-hmm. I was always a kid that was kind of like, you know, uh, you know, hustling. And, uh, you know, had created a, a bunch of companies, was very focused on that up until I was about, you know, 22 and um, I had never gone through a serious health problem. Mm. Like my whole life I was totally fine, never had any issues. We just focused on like kind of like the next, you know, thing, like entrepreneurial thing. Dude, one day I got like so sick to the point that I had to call my parents to come pick me up because I was living in Chicago at the time and um, I couldn't even like take care of myself. And um, then, so I went to a doctor, doctor doesn't know what I have. Then I go to a different doctor, doctor doesn't know what I have. Then I go to a different doctor and eventually I go to this doctor that's like, uh, his, uh, I'll never forget this guy's title. His thesis of diseases of unknown origin. And I was like, <laughs> well, that sucks. Like, you know, I was like, that's not good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, he, he kind of looks at it and he, and this is after like two weeks, I've lost 30 pounds. I have the crazy headaches. I can't sleep. Mm. Like even though I'm exhausted. Mm. Um, and the guy's like, listen, I think that you have meningitis. Um, the only way for us to text, is we have to like check and do like a, uh, a spinal tap, but it's not bacterial. Cause you know, you likely would have passed away mm. um, and so, you know, uh, couple of th- a couple of days later, fever breaks and, uh, you know, I- it took me like two months to feel normal again, but six months later I started having all these like you know gut issues right Mm -hmm. like it's like serious gut issues Mm -hmm. and um and it was from all the antibiotics they were just giving me whatever because they Mm -hmm. didn't know what i had right um and basically uh i i i I, that whole thing created this auto autoimmune issue where i got like Mm -hmm. ulcerative colitis right and so you know i'm 22 23 now and then it was the first time i'm like wow first i have to take this medication and then I would stop taking medication and it all like, you know, it would get worse each time and I have to take more medication. Mm. And so it turned into this thing and then it started impacting like my like subconscious and like mm. starting having vertigo symptoms and it was, this is this mess. So this then I was like all at the same time, same like year? 22, 23. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Same year, all Jeez. six months. It was a really tough time. Like, and, you know, and then you also realize it, I'm really thankful for it now because it created so much new perspective mm. of my, uh, you know, of, of how I was seeing the world. Mm. Um, but ultimately, uh, what I realized is like, man, like these, this is a, a thing that's happening. I mean, it's, it's only getting worse. Like the next 10 years has gotten even worse. Like, you know, now that I'm 34, um, but, what I basically was like is like I'm going to figure out a way to uh, at least revert or subside these systems, right. and I'm not just going to listen what these white coats are telling me. Right. I Should do. Um, and there's a time and place for that. Um. And so I started just diving into so much random things, like you know, and I was down for anything, whether it's stem cells in Panama, whether it was like fecal transplant, whether it's uh, <laughs> ice baths. Like yeah. I found out about Wim Hof. Uh, I, like I was in a small group of twelve people yeah. in Australia. Uh, it was kind of around the time that the device documentary came out and like found out the whole Wim Hof ice, ice method right, right. and learned from Wim there. Right. Mm. And it was a super, super early because I was always looking for the next thing. Um, and some of these things I've had really good, um, you know, uh, Opportunities with, and essentially opened up new doors. And so, you know, going to these masterminds and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So over time, I basically kind of find, okay, this works for me, this works for me, this works for me. Um, and then uh, I had a really big breakthrough. Typically, it was, it's through these masterminds, but uh, you know, we're actually, I think you've had Gary Brecka on the show, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And so I was at a hundred million, right, which was where we met. Yeah. And Gary was at the Miami one and mentioned, and I, just, I told him when I, well, you know, kind of like this story, and he's like, hey, you should check out this thing called BP157. It's a, you know, specific specific. specific peptide and he just gave me that little tidbit of information right but then i really dove into peptides and i noticed okay so this bpb157 a lot of people use it for like muscle tears and you can inject it um and it's a it's it's a you know research-grade peptide Mm -hmm. it's not something necessarily a doctor can like has to prescribe to you right um and uh and then i dove in deeper and i found out this company that's called like peptide sciences and then this whole component i found these longevity experts and they're like hey um there's this gut inflammation, uh, like peptide mix, right? Mm-hmm. It literally, the box says, this is for research purposes only, do not take it <laughs> wow. as a human. But I'm like, I really don't want to take these prednisone mm-hmm. and steroids and all these various things. I mean, that is like, it'll, it'll fix you for now. But it's mm-hmm. like, if you think about like a tree that's dying, you don't go to the branches of the tree to fix the tree, right. you go to the roots of the tree right. to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so that's everything between diet, supplementation, whatever. So I ordered the things like 300 bucks a bottle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. The guy that I, you know, after Gary gave me that little nugget, I went to this other guy. And he's like, look, I have an, a similar issue. I take this thing. I can't prescribe it to you. But you can buy it direct. You have to pay these guys in the most weird way, dude. <laughs> crypto? Like have to, you have to pay either crypto or you have to send it and all that. I don't, and I don't want to, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want this. Actually, I would pay any amount of money for this peptide. So, actually, I don't, like, we should edit out the name of it because right. I don't want to have an That's issue. Nice. But, um, anyways... By this this peptide science thing, I go on my honeymoon with my wife at times. This is last year, and uh, man, like it makes this massive difference in my life. Like it's it's like a this combo mix of these three different peptides. Mm-hmm. And um I go to the Mayo Clinic for my executive physicals, right? Like I I have access to the best doctors in the world. I'm really proactive about mm-hmm. that stuff. And my doctor in January, I tell him like my combo mix of like, hey, I'm taking these digestive enzymes. I start taking these peptides. Here's why I take them. And he's like, well Dan I've never heard about any of these things that you're doing, but if it's working for you, you should definitely keep doing it, right? Mm -hmm. And it just changed my life, man, because you have no idea how bad it is. Like every autoimmune disease that people have, but I can relate to it. If it controls your life, if you can't control when you have to go to the bathroom, if you have like extreme cramps, you have to get surgery, like. It's an ep- epidemic because of right. all the glyphosate in our food, all the like chemicals. Uh, birth rates are on the decline. But I think that you know, with peptides and also you know a host of other things. Like I'm not saying peptides is the one and all savior, but every entrepreneur that I know, um, every founder, every high performer I know, mm-hmm. is starting to experiment with peptides. Wow. And oftentimes they are these research grade peptides. It's like not for human consumption, <laughs> but it's because there is a. It's kind of like a. Um, It's kind of like a gray area, right? Essentially, like they're kind of operating in this zone where it's Mm. like, you know, because it's research grade, you're allowed to buy it as an end consumer, but you're not allowed to prescribe it because the lobbies here with the FDA and all those Mm -hmm. things are so strong. But, anyways, like these life hacks and all that stuff. And at the end of the day, like, you know, I pay any amount of money for that because living a normal life is like.
0: Yeah. Do you inject the peptide or is it a
1: pill? Uh, No, because my issues in in the gut, you take it via pill, right? So that was what I found out about BP 157 is like, you can actually take the pill formats way better. But when I found out about, like you know these other compounds like tributer tributerine mm-hmm. that's like another thing that's in it um and this one formula man it just like literally changed my life wow. and now it's like so, so did you well. ever find out what you had uh back in the day it was meningitis oh, I, oh so I it was think, meningitis i think oh okay. Right. he's I, I would say it's a 95 chance okay. i have no idea did you have to do a spinal top no you he told me no he told me oh, he's like dude it's I mean, well he's like look we can it's extremely painful
0: <laughs> i don't know what it's <laughs> how does that do work they put a needle in your spine I think so. Jesus. Yeah. That's my
1: understanding. Yeah. They take some blood from- Wait, we got to try out these peptides. Yeah. I mean, mean, so literally I create these little combo things. These are like the pill. This is my 10 years do? of experiments bag. Right? So and these you, aren't, those aren't drugs. So this is for your God? gut health. You it's take-, take health. How, what, so, how many so of these a day? I just do one pack a day now, but I, I've Wait, gotten- one enough. pack? Yeah, just pop all those in once, and that and that's it's after like and dude. Whoa, these, this this goes in one. This is one two. That's light. Uh, this is that's me. I'm like literally no uh, way. So here, here's the deal. Like you, so you know,
2: like you know uh, drink some water and you take one. Yeah, I would 12. rip it
1: now, but I like to do it with food. You know because it just kind of sits there. But I mean that's actually pretty light because at my max I could do like fifty Jeez. of these. You know what I really? mean? these
0: are all natural,
1: right? Yeah, they're all natural. I uh-huh. mean, but it's like this is kind of like my. This is what has worked. Oh, this is seventeen pills. Can you
0: send me? Can you text me these? I want to start buying these.
2: Yeah, yeah. So 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 you take you take seventeen pills every day. Yeah, I take thirty, but. I feel like but these I are was, way better. No, are you but so
1: I was up my, my max. I was doing a.m. and p.m. Mm-hmm. Like my housekeeper, I have all these. Uh, every single pill box has a number, and she makes those for me because yeah. I customize it, and I would try new things and whatever. At some point, I got up to like 63 pills. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And uh, the only other person was uh, was uh, Bro, Dave. 63 um, pills? Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Dave, um, Dave Asbury. Oh, Dave, yeah. yeah. He, he's like a, the biohacker. He's yeah, like an yeah. original entrepreneur. And I met him one time at Summit. And like he, this guy takes like hundred pills a day, and I was yeah, like, you know, and there, and I was like, you know, really into all that, but then I was like, you know, more is not necessarily better because I was taking so many pills that actually I was having like sometimes if I didn't eat enough, I was having like nausea because it would get stuck here. But I could rip like sixty of them at once, like yeah. In there's one gulp. Like so and you're taking
0: thirty pills a day. I'm taking thirty, but they're like vitamins and stuff. I feel like this is more. More efficient. Yeah. Because
1: um. basically, it's kind of like what I find for me, and like every person's different. So What's in these, actually? So basically, it's like look, the orange ones are like a citrus cell, which is super basic, and you can get a, C- a CVS, mm-hmm. but we're not getting enough fiber in our diet. And there's two types of fiber. There's typically, you know, there's the metamucil, which is like a wheat based fiber, mm-hmm. but that's actually very inflammatory for, for a lot of people. And then there's like you know, orange based, it's like based on the orange peel, and that's what citrus. So for me, that works really well. And I've like experimented with both of them. Then I have like the peptide, the peptide's only one pill. Right when the, when the guy was like, "Look, he takes this for two weeks. If after two weeks, you don't notice anything. It's not going to work for you." And then so, but for me, it worked. And then once I got kind of like to a you know steady state, mm-hmm. I brought it down to one. So what and do then, peptides actually do? What what is their what is a peptide's job? So you have peptides in your body, right? Right, and so essentially, like you know, it's it's there is something happening in your body that is potentially creating a deficiency. What you're essentially doing with the peptide is essentially is just bringing your deficiency back up to Got a normal you. level. Mm. Now you may not have a same issue your pep- My, for, for that area. Yes. For me. Low. And okay. it's like, and then, and, and, and so it's kind of rehabilitating that area. Mm-hmm. Right. So peptides are naturally occurring in the body. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, we're essentially just, you know, re- putting that back into your mm-hmm. body. So it's like, you know, um, I so was, should we all be taking pe- peptides? Like if you're deficient, right? I mean, I think if you're deficient, look, I'm not a healthy, person. I'm, I'm okay. a tech Entrepreneur, i am a a, a doctor mm. i'm not but i always like man you read these stories man and like there's been some difficult times in my life that like you know you're dealing with like such like because mm. you know everyone's fine and like you're thinking about oh like how can i create more profit how can i grow how can i do this but then when your health is off whether you're in sickness whether it's mm. not immune you feel that you can't control anything mm. and that also then starts impacting your mental state And then, you know, I was, you know, I saw the previous guest talking about, like, you know, gratitude and all Mm -hmm. these things. And it's like, you know, those things I naturally gravitated to, but it's all started at this like epitome of like going through a health scare, severe health scare. So I think that like, you know, take the, like, I like to take an entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. approach, but when you read these stories, there's a lot of people that don't have access to this information. You go to the Midwest, like I grew up in Indiana, Mm -hmm. it's like... You know, and and nothing wrong about growing up in those, but it's just like you have lack of information, and uh, you know, doctors, you know, you should seek the best, mm-hmm. but they're not always like you know, trained and their, their job is also to mitigate risk. They're right. not going to say, so I, I'm a huge fan of like functional medicine and like guys like Dr. Mm-hmm. Mark Hyman and right. um, of that. And so I always try and like, you know, find a balance in between that.
2: So how important through these tough times or how important was it to have a support system? Was your wife there the whole time or?
1: Uh, so my wife and I only got married in, in June, but yeah, we've been dating for six years. You guys have um, been dating for six years? Uh-huh. How was that being, being, being married? Like how was how it? Uh, McMerry's Mirror, great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, well, so I mean, that was actually another little hack that we were going to talk about. But, yeah, he uh, hacked dating, bro. You early hacked, pre pre hacking, AI, AI, the whole
0: deal. Hmm? Pre pre, pre- made an algorithm for dating apps.
1: So wow. So basically, and it ultimately led me to my wife. Uh, so that's why I think. Like, so people, you met her on a dating app. I did. Yeah, we met on which Tinder. one? Tinder. But here's here's the wow. thing. Okay, I'll, I'll give you the background on this of what ultimately happened. Okay, so and now there's so much more opportunity around this because AI is actually. Good. Yeah. Like, right? Like it can actually talk like a real person. I will tell you what I did because I didn't have that model. Um, so this is like your wife using AI. (laughs) Well, not not AI, I won't say. I we were using we weren't using so so it wasn't AI, it wasn't like what we make AI now, but it was automation. Mm -hmm. Uh and I wish I had AI. It was just it was basically a marketing funnel. That's what I would call it in my head, right? And I funneled it. This is unique. So okay, so here's what we did. Um so or, this is like 10 years ago, and I noticed these dating apps kind of starting to pop up. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, I mean, everything in this is an algorithm of some sort. So the way that I noticed that Tinder worked is basically like, you know, if you created a new account and you had a really well optimized profile, like good pictures, um, you know, it would kind of like find this coefficient um, associated to you and kind of match you with people that are similar to you at mm. that time right and so if you're getting a lot of no swipes it kind of matches you someone that's also kind of getting that level to kind of find the right level mm-hmm. is what was my understanding so basically what i did is i templatized all these photos as like tinder top pick of the week you know and i created all these various different uh templates into my photos as if tinder was recommending that person in their algorithm that i was like their match of the week what? of what i could do right fun. What and it's is like this? It's okay science. okay so so that yeah. was the first part so then yeah. i was like wow that like worked because my you know it went up and tied it to the account the next thing i did was like okay um it's a numbers game right and so we just tapped into their private api and just swipe right on everything. And then you got all these, you know, you so know these exactly matches that are
2: private API.
1: Well, at the time they weren't like billion dollar companies. Yeah. So it was way easier to do, you yeah. know, but yeah, we did a lot of those like little hacks when we were running just random social apps. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you tap into Instagram's private API, get anyone on the explore page. Like, you know, I got season cease and from Facebook, mm-hmm. like from that, right. but we were, you know, we were making like four or 500 K a month, like just like, you know, getting people on the edge. But mm-hmm. the Tinder thing I didn't make as much money on, but it did change my life <laughs> on this thing. And I saw both well, from a personal perspective, Here's what happened, and um, anyways, so then I found this really solid conversation opener that no one else did, Mm. and that it always led to the same outcome. Wow! And basically, it was a group of emojis Mm -hmm. um, that I would send out to some to this person. It was kind of like you know, uh, sushi, like a guy, girl, sushi, dance, music, present box. Question mark equals question mark. All emoji. That's the only thing that you send. Someone read that, and that means kind of like me plus you. Date, food, drinks. Date present box. Mm. The person would then see it's so new, unique. No one had did it. So then, essentially, the next thing was like you know they would either reply an emoji or ask a question. Then I would have a back one that just said like kind of like you know phone number question mark they would get a phone number. If they got the phone number and Mm -hmm. then I liked the profile, meaning like I saw that this person could be someone I could go with, I would hit them up on Wednesdays. On Wednesdays, you can set it up, or I'd hit them up on Tuesdays and Wednesdays because then you can set up a Thursday night drinks and there's no commitment, you know what I mean, if it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. And so basically I had it down to a funnel and once I would get the phone number, you send that that whole thing. So that's basically how I get the funnel of the conversation going and I just automated the whole thing um, while getting that. And you can go to any place and essentially already have that because we can then basically, change the location at the time tinder didn't have the ability to do that so that's what we did on tinder on like raya you know so raya like six years seven years ago Mm -hmm. it was i mean today it's still pretty selective so Raya for influencers right it's like a celebrity dating app but it used to be really tight like Mm -hmm. you 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 can go to like a billions episode like season one and they're mentioning this raya thing and maybe the year or two before it was basically like you had raya in new york and then you had raya in la and then basically, it was like there was like ten percent everywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, a, and it was all celebrities, models, like pe- like entrepreneurs that maybe knew the founders, real people. It, it was real people, but yeah. it was such a small network, right? Yeah. Um, and now they turned into business, like they're actually making money mm-hmm. and all stuff. So what I was like, you know, and I had a bunch of friends apply before I tried to apply mm-hmm. because I and none of them got in. And I was like, I remember thinking <laughs> like I only had one friend that that was in it, and I was like, I don't want to take the risk, you know, get my profile and not get in there or whatever. So I was like. I can figure this out, and this is also six years ago, times were different, yeah. but you could get, I ha, we had like a verified Instagram account, mm-hmm. and at the time you could change the username mm-hmm. of that account, so I found a celebrity that didn't have an Instagram,
2: mm-hmm.
1: changed the username to that person and mm-hmm. applied as like a, like a 65, <laughs> 7 year old person, though, right? <laughs> that that is... I knew was never gonna have like go on Raya because like you know, happily married, they're 75, whatever. <laughs> Famous person though, got right in with, wow. within 10 seconds. So I get in and now it's uh you know this person with a name that's not even me uh and but my photo and it says I'm like 77 like you know what I mean <laughs> and so I'm then on these places but right. being 77 and looking like me people were just like this guy must have the health formula yeah. of the century <laughs> right, right. so it actually became its own conversation starter wow. cuz people were like are you actually 77 and I'm like no I think it's a bug in the system but in my head I'm like yeah I fucking hacked it yeah, here yeah, and that's yeah. how I'm in it yeah, so I sick. I matched with like a list sellers, some of the biggest pop singers, like one stuff. So at the end of the day, why was I doing this? It just opened up the door to new opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, I wasn't trying to get in a relationship. Like you're, You you know, I was single and I wasn't even thinking about that. But for me, and ultimately, what led me to my wife is that we did meet on Tinder, and we just had a casual relationship for a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it was like you know, uh, like we were friends, we would hook up and stuff like that, but it was ultimate transparency in our relationship. And after about a year and a half, like we had this very deep conversation. Um, and what what brought us together was really our grandparents. So like Mm -hmm. it was like, and I was like, cause I would just see her more as this fun, right? Mm -hmm. Which we had so much fun. Uh, but then you're like, wow, this person's so deep and I didn't want to miss out on that. So we started dating and, uh, yeah, man, like five years later, you know, we got married in June. So all started, but we did all the opposite things, you know, like, you know, hook up the first night, a year and a half of like you know wait so y'all
2: hooked it. y'all hooked up the first night
1: first night all the way or just got it popping no he all said they, they got it
2: popping the first wow. Night. wow yeah yeah it was Please. just so
1: strange. It, was, it was like <laughs> and even, what, in our, even in our wedding vows like we got we got married in, in last june hey. and like people were like came to my wedding it was a pretty small wedding because it was still kind of on the brink of like you mm. know covid and you know yeah. not. and um but all my friends were like that was the most transparent transparency vow because we literally said that she because my wife lived with me and five entrepreneurial friends in a, like a, a house that we have in Chicago is called the fun house that's like 7,000 square foot all entrepreneurs, mm. and uh, you know, it kind of was like, is that a commune? It's like, no, it's not a commune. Like, we just live this way. Mm. So we just live by our own ways of being, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like why me and my wife like have always have been so close to one another, um, and is because like you know, the relationship starts with the basis of trust, yeah. transparency. We won't pretend to be something that we weren't, yeah. um, and we live life by our own kind of like yeah, rules she loves you for and norms. Who you truly are, yeah, and, and yeah. I the same. But it's like we have norms in relationship. You know, I think that you know, uh, you, so you ask me like, how is this being married? Things haven't really changed because I mean, we try and be proactive about that. You know, like entrepreneurs have board meetings with their, you know, found like with their team or, mm-hmm. or, or team meetings, you know, very rarely do people have like, Hey, what's your like monthly spousal check. It's almost like a board meeting. Mm-hmm. Right. And you talk and you evolve and you do all these things. But, you know, we like to live life in, 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 in that way, right? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like, you know, where it all started. But it all started on Tinder yeah, with, that's uh, wow. with the bot, man. That's dope. Yeah. You- but wow. now that you have AI, like, people can crush oh, that because they can have the conversation, man. Mm-hmm. Save so much time. It's like dating now is like so amazing. If you, if you use GTP4 mm-hmm. and whatever's happening, like, you know, your life would change. Right. Yeah,
0: you could fully automate the whole convo. You wouldn't even have to talk to them until. You meet, you meet them, them in like, person yeah, yeah. exactly because it can arrange the, the date for you at yeah. this point exactly man yeah we had to do it the old-fashioned way you know? why do you think a lot of people struggle dating entrepreneurs <sighs>
1: uh, i don't know man i think it's i think i mean i've never been on the other side i've never really dated an entrepreneur I, as being an entrepreneur i think it's um it's difficult because like you know you're uh, i think like why entrepreneurs are sometimes difficult to date is that uh, at least i know for myself so i'm thinking for myself people think about work as like a thing they have to do Mm -hmm. right um i try and relax and you know i i like relaxing Mm -hmm. but like like this is like what i love doing it's like my creation it's like my art like i Mm -hmm. i love it more than anything i sure there are parts of it i hate there Mm -hmm. are things i just do not like to do but i try and do those as least as possible but whether it's a stress or it's the creation like i just love it you know Mm -hmm. but it's almost like your. It's, like, I want to always talk about it. I always want to. And, like, my wife always says, like, you know, it's, like, Dan, like, you should really not um, try not to talk. Like, you know, there are other topics that people may want to talk about besides mm-hmm. business. And so I think, like, you know, people have to kind of relate to that. And that's why I would say maybe it's difficult to date an yeah. entrepreneur because of those.
0: I'm like that, it. too. My girl's always, like, do you have to talk about business
2: all the time at yeah, dinners it's like, and stuff? It's, But it's not business. It's, like, it's just lifestyle. It's just creation. Yeah, it's creation. a normal thing. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to turn it off for real. Yeah, it doesn't feel like work. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I think most people have a um, they kind of struggle with dating entrepreneurs because um, entrepreneurship is viewed on social media as like this island, this cool place. Mm. I mean, it's really cool sometimes, but yeah. like you said, like it's dark. It's dark times too, mm. and people struggle with that because they realize like it's a lot of work that goes into
1: right. it. You know, people paint a picture that uh, it's all roses, dude. It's not. it's uh, it, it's it, look. I wouldn't choose it to do anything else, but at the same time, like, you know, things like, like this past 12 months, like it's been the most, like, you know, on the economy and the whole thing, like, do you know how many entrepreneurs have had, had the most treacherous times I've ever had an entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. If I didn't have the health scare, like, I don't like, you know, my mental state, it was a difficult as mm-hmm. is. And I've already had other things, like whether it was like, you know, you know, gratitude practices, other mm-hmm. components, like health scares, because then you realize, Hey, these things would be way worse. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like that shit gets you because this thing is not it's not that it is me it is not me like my company is not me but it's like you're a little baby you know it's Mm -hmm. like you anything that you could do for this like thing that's growing you're always going to do the best so you know Mm -hmm. but if you can keep a level head around it that's why it's like entrepreneurship the game is like a game of a steady state head Mm -hmm. and and like you know staying positive but also staying rational right right absolutely. at the same time because that's the other problem there's like toxic positivity where you're just like living in delusional yeah. delusional state right. of affairs For and sure. that is like also a big
0: problem yeah dan it's been a blast man that was great any <laughs> closing thoughts uh no man. I I I you know
1: thank you for having me here guys. Oh, I sure. really it appreciate it. I'm gonna send you guys some mode earn phones. Yeah, I'm gonna go in Walmart and stuff? Yeah, they're Walmart Best Buy. Um wow. or you can just go to modephone.com. Okay. Um but we are uh we're also launching uh I'm taking this we're doing kind of mini IPO where we're we're uh, making all of our users or millions of users shareholders in our company. Mm-hmm. And so my goal here in the next like three or four years is to take this company public with over a million investors mm-hmm. because every person that's a here we give them micro shares. And so that's why we're registering now with the SEC. Mm-hmm to do something called this reggae plus that allows us to to basically make that a reality nice. and then make every person in our community an owner in this uh model wow. nice. that'd be unique for sure yeah yeah wayne what about
0: you thank you guys for watching follow me on instagram hey. <laughs> sean kelly here thanks for tuning in digital social hour see you next time thanks guys hey.